Welcome to the business and financial advice show, Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly. Brought to you by Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy. Your very own group of professional peers offering instant tips, training, and business networking. Learn how to have more time and increase your income by joining Mega today. And now, it's time to get your business momentum in action. Some people might think they don't have the personality for business. They have good ideas and they have a healthy understanding of how to run their own business, but they never try because they are shy and introverted. Meeting new people, dealing with people, resolving issues, for the introvert, these are stressful reasons not to start a business. I'm Scott Card, producer of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly with Nancy Becker. On today's show, Nancy will be talking with her guest, Janice Chaka, a self-confessed introvert, yet highly successful entrepreneur. Janice has helped many amplify their voices through podcasting, publishing, and public speaking. Janice conducts workshops in various countries around the world, strengthening her clients through mentoring and career coaching. Today, Janice shares her tips and insights for breaking out of our limitations and confidently making our business voices heard. Let's join our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker, and her guest, Janice Chaka. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a radio podcast by and for small business owners sharing their go-to tips and strategies to make your business soar higher. Today we are talking with Janice Chaka and she is a self-confessed introvert an accomplished entrepreneur, as well as an experienced HR professional. Excuse me. She helps entrepreneurs amplify their voices through podcasting, publishing, and public speaking. She loves to share her knowledge by giving workshops, and due to her varied background, she has found success in mentoring and career coaching people in different countries, which ties in with her love of travel. Welcome, Janice. Thank you so much. I never, I, I'd forgotten all the things that I'd written. <laughs> Don't they? You know, I'll read, I'll, I'll have somebody read my bio and I'll go, who's that? Who are they talking about? <laughs> I get it, believe me. And talking about an introvert, you would never believe it, but I am too. <laughs> But, you know, you just got to, and I'm just going to jump right in here with this because my entire life, my father was the world's best talker in the world. He did not ever meet somebody that didn't become automatically his friend, and he could sit and talk to them for forever. And he did it at the nursing home until the day he died. <laughs> me, on the other hand, I'm just going to shoot there and let everybody talk around me. You know, if, if I'm at a party, and, it, and it's interesting because um, I was, was married for 25 years to my first husband, who happened to be from the Middle East. 
and we would go to parties with all of his friends and colleagues and they weren't speaking English. And I would sit there for hours with nobody to talk to because I didn't have the ability to get up and just go say, daggone it guys, talk so I can understand you. <laughs> you know, so how does someone who is in business deal with that kind of, you know, I, I, I don't want to be the center of attraction. Ooh, a, a, so one way is to create sort of a, a different persona. There's someone I know online, she creates coloring books and we know nothing. Oh no, not we don't know anything about her. We know lots of things about her, but like her avatar is a cartoon. And we know that she has goats because each of her goats are named after each of her books. And we know that there's been some issues in her life and she's very much apart from everybody. But we still have this feeling of, she's managed to build this feeling of community. There's a place called Angie's Living Room and it's on Facebook and we all hang out and, and it's just about the coloring. But she's so good at creating this community. And even though we don't see the face and she's not Instagrammable, there's still this wonderful feeling of, I could talk to her like my best friend. And so that's one way that you could do it is create this persona that could be you, might not be you, might be your Beyonce persona and make that work for you and be a little anonymous. So there's that, 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 um, that little bit of separation because I think one of the concerns is, oh my God, everything is out there and people are going to know everything about me and track me down and I don't know, stand outside my house. Um, you are in control of how much information you give out most of the time. And so, for example, even though I'm on your podcast and I have a podcast and books and all the rest of it, if I ask someone what my favorite color is, even though they've gone through all of my stuff, they're not going to know. So th there is that, that area, that space that we're unaware of that can be had to help with not feeling exposed. Cause I think that's one of the main problems is feeling exposed. Is there a difference between being an introvert and being shy? Yes. That was a short answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell <yeah>. us more. <laughs> so um, being an introvert or introvert leaning, it, it's more of a spectrum. So um, most introverts or people who are more introvert leaning get their energy or recharge from being alone or doing things one-on-one. -on -one. Um, it's about sensory overload almost, whereas extroverts enjoy being in, in spaces with lots of people and, and, and talking to lots of people all the time and not necessarily all the time, but more often. And um, with being shy, it's almost, it's not anxiety, but it's on that anxiety scale rather than that introvert-extrovert scale. Um, and you can have a shy extrovert and you can have an outgoing introvert. Look, you know, we're all just people and it's how our personalities manifest. Um, so yeah, there is a difference though. They do get mistaken a lot of the time, including by dictionaries. I think that's probably more what I am as shy as opposed to being an introvert because you get me talking and I'll, I'm my dad, you know, I'm it's just getting that, that, going, you know, getting, getting into the group where you feel comfortable and being a part of it. So if we're looking at business, 
and I know we were going to be talking about, oh, I actually asked, you asked the question about the introvert and shy, <laughs> and I hadn't even read that. That's funny. <laughs> we're thinking along the same line. Um, for talking about business, and I know in most businesses, if you are the head of the company, it's your company, you're the boss, whatever, it's very difficult in many instances to remain anonymous, so to speak. You've got to be letting people know about your business. It's all about these days, it's all about letting people know who you are, telling your story. If you create this persona of somebody totally different than you, because that's what makes you feel comfortable, you know, your Beyonce or whatever, how do you then tell your story so that people know why they want to buy from you? Um, so the thing with your story is most of us have been around for a bit by the time we have to do this. And so your story, there's so many different parts to your story that you can pick and choose the parts that you tell. Um, you can pick which childhood story you tell. You can pick which story you tell about how you started your business. You can pick, um, they're all still part of you. We are all multifaceted human beings. Um, you know, I could be crazy cat lady because I, I like cats. I'm just allergic to them, but I could tell stories about cats all day long and I could be crazy cat person and it would be fine. It's still me. It's just one of the, the multiple facets that are me, just like I'm a HR professional, but I'm also a podcaster and I'm also whatever it might be. And as for the other persona, if you think about Stephen King, he wrote books under a different name for years. And then he wrote books under Stephen King. We, we still read the other books and they still get turned into movies. It's just, it's just a name. Interesting. Interesting. Because I go around and I say, yeah, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to let everybody know whatever there is about me. I'm working on my bio right now on LinkedIn and trying to edit it and upgrade it and things. And, and I'm going, oh, I don't, you know, I don't really want people to know about that. Can I, can I honestly not put that in there? It's a big part of my life. It's, it can be a big part of your private life. Not everyone has to know everything. Just and I think it's because we're, because of social media, we're so used to viewing what we think is everything about people's lives and we forget it's very curated. Um, certain pictures are, are put up, certain, you know, you always see the pictures on the beach or where there's no one at the Taj Mahal. And it's like, that, that's not a thing. There's always people at the Taj Mahal. And so we forget and we get caught up in that, that oh, this person's life looks perfect all the time or, oh, we know everything about the person. We don't. We know what they've chosen to let out there. And that's okay, because if you remember that you feel like you know that person, then other people will feel the same way too. Well, and, and I think you're absolutely right. But I'm, I'm seeing pictures now that we're talking. I'm seeing pictures bouncing around in my mind and, and hearing stories that people tell. And that can actually be marketing. It can be your story can be twisted around to, you know, portray certain things like these overnight business successes that actually take 30 years for them to make their first 
you know, hundred dollars, but yet they're an overnight success. Or I lived in my car for the first 20 years. And then now six months later, I'm making six figures. You know, those things can be, you have to be careful too with what you're saying and it needs to be honest. Correct? <laughs> yeah, and it's something that's a problem. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just stop there. Tell me. <laughs> um, it's, well, I mean, just like what you said. So, for example, a lot of people um, want to are starting the gig economy and want to be what's known as digital nomadism or remote work. And the pictures that you see and the ads that work, for example, on Facebook are those showing sun and sand and cocktails and that nice side of life and not necessarily the chiropractor's fees or the, 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 the visa issues or the working in the middle of the night to deal with time zone stuff. You don't see that because that doesn't sell. And the problem is people need to be inspired to buy something. People need to, to it has to be aspirational. And, and that's a human condition. And so because of this, the stuff that we see out there, like that I made it in 24 hours or I, I spent 50,000, you know, I, I earned how many thousands of dollars, but doesn't show the back end of, well, actually though, I spent $100,000 on, on ads. Um, <laughs> and it's because that kind of truthful marketing doesn't necessarily, it can work to a certain degree, but the people that they're going to make the money off who are just like, oh, I also want to do that and buy this course and do that thing, want the aspiration. They want that. I can, I too can sit on the beach and use my laptop. You should never do. Your laptop does not like the beach. Um, and so it, it, it's a problem because we're human and because we want to be inspired and because we want to aim better, higher, faster, whatever. And, and also the instant gratification as part of that. Um, I don't know if it was a thing 20, 30, 40 years ago because we didn't have the internet and the internet has changed so much our day-to-day -day living. And so, for example, you used to apply for a job and you'd see it in the newspaper or you'd hear about it and you'd, you'd write a letter and write your CV and mail it in and you might hear back a week, a month later. And that was okay. Now you send something, you click LinkedIn, and it will click and it will send it away. And if you don't hear a response back in 24 hours, you're like, well, I guess they didn't want me or I guess they're too busy or, and same process still applies. The person still has hundreds of things to do and hundreds of other things to do and they will get back to you or it's a system and you know, it, it goes to the bottom of the list, whatever it might be. But instant gratification has become a need. Like, like we were just saying that we're switching everything off. But as soon as your phone goes ping, you're like, ooh, phone, ooh. And we've become Pavlov's dogs to a lot of things. You're listening to the Business and Financial Advice Show. Don't wait till pigs fly with your host, Nancy Becker. There's lots more to come. Nancy and her guest will be right back. Hey, you ready to go shopping? Sure, just let me go to the backyard and pick some $20 bills off the money tree. Oh, grab a few for me. A money tree? Hey, you ready to go shopping? I can't afford it. Really? How's your business coming along? Good, but sales could be better. And with all the expenses. You should join the Fast Track. Fast Track? 
It's a fast track your cash program. It gives you just the right momentum you need to boost your personal business. The Fast Track Your Cash program is professionally designed to target customers specifically tailored to your business, increasing your revenue. It can happen faster than you think. Feel more empowered with your own unique steps to give you back your time while making your business grow fast. Visit us right now at businesssuccessunlimited.com. Businesssuccessunlimited.com. Fast Track Your Cash, I'm joining today. Are you a small business owner wondering about your next step for growth and success? What if you had your own dynamic group of professional peers, a group that supports your business with fresh new ideas, beneficial training, accountability, and more? Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy is a professional peer advisory group dedicated to supporting fellow business owners. Learn about processes and strategies that will get you more time and money. When I first joined the Mega Group, I was struggling in a business that wasn't right for me. Now, I own a local business where I live out my passion every day. Last year, the revenue of my business tripled and we are on track to hit even bigger goals this year. The accountability and feedback of the Mega Group have been invaluable. The Mega Group can help you focus on the right things and start building momentum. Join the Mega Group today at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. They're big, they're shy, they're invisible, and they fly. They're always late, they never arrive. Don't wait till pigs fly. Get your business momentum in action. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. And that's a that's a dangerous thing, I think that and and we're we're getting off topic, but I think this is interesting because with the instant gratification, with the seeing the stories of the beach and the cocktails and all of that, we don't see the backside. We don't see all the issues that go on. And I, you know, I'm talking to my potential clients and I'm saying, we're going to work through the challenges. We're going to work through the issues. We're going to look at what we're doing and what we have to do to get from point A to point B by going around the detours. And, and they go, well, I don't want that. You know, I've got my business card. I got my Facebook page. I should be a successful business dog on it. You know, they don't, they don't want to hear about all the issues. Yeah, Four Hour Work Week was a great book. It got all the success and everybody in the world was talking about the Four Hour Work Week. Well, guess what? I don't know a startup business. I don't know of any business really. My friend who owns a $500,000 business gets to go on lots of vacations and do things, but when she's here, she's working 24 hours a day. Yeah, there's no such thing, but that's what people want. And they don't want the realities of, you gotta work for this. <laughs> yep. And it's, and I don't know where that comes from. Um, the, the assumption that like you click your fingers and it happens. There's nothing wrong with work. There's something wrong with hustling and working all the time, all the time because we get burnout, but there's nothing wrong with working to achieve something. 
and that that seems to have been lost recently and i don't know why because you'll generally find on like on a website there'll be a here's a course you can do it yourself here's a thing i'll hold your hand or here it's done for you and the done for you is the one that gets sold the most they want someone else but they don't necessarily want to pay the cost the actual cost is for somebody else to do the high quality work that they want doing it's it's the mentality has shifted and i i i don't have the answers to why this is but it's detrimental well and and interesting and it's and it's going a little bit away from business but if you look at i want to learn to play golf or you know i'm i'm a, a mad fan for uh, baseball and i want to be the best golfer or the best baseball person in the world these people have no problem spending hours and hours and hours practicing and paying the money for the coaches and for the the time on the courts and all of that just so they can be the best that they can be but when it comes to running their business it's an entirely different situation am i right or you're right you're right i just don't know why <laughs> yeah, i don't either and we I have no idea how we got on this topic. <laughs> because of people wanting to get things and the instant gratification and social media and what we see and believe and what actually needs to happen and how, how um, we need to frame things to get people to buy stuff because it has to be aspirational. And so in your business, um, what they say is don't sell the problem sell the solution and even though you know that i'm actually helping you do workflows and systems and what have you no one likes the words workflows and systems they're boring and, and corporate so you have to say like i will help you uh, whatever i'm not good at this what you need to put in there <laughs> and and remember that you as the business owner you will then have them and teach them about the workflows and systems the processes but to hook them you have to do the aspirational stuff yeah well and that's like i'm getting ready to start a, a a new program the first of september and honestly it is teaching you how to find your ideal client it's teaching you how to create the processes and the strategies and use the tools that are specific to your business how i'm selling it is hey you want more clients you want more money come work with me <laughs> you know <laughs> Basically, and, you, and I just leave out, you know, I just leave out the fact that you have to work your little tuckuses off, guys. Yes. <laughs> and know? we do find some clients who are totally in it to win it and will make the effort and do all the things and do more than all the things. They're the best clients. Um, but sometimes they're hard to find. Um, but yes, uh, for your business, as long as you have to put some work in, you can't get something for nothing. So even if you have to put a lot of effort in right now and see, reap the rewards later, that's okay. But you have to be willing to get some skin in the game. You have to be willing to do something. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to us talk and, and thinking, and, and it's becoming easy for me now to do these interviews, and it's becoming easy for me to find people to come on the shows and to be speakers and guests and all of that but i've been doing it for two years and i start to think about how this all started back two years ago and i'm going 
oh man and we're still we we just wound up with some issues with um the process that we had for getting people signed up to to be guests and the uh calendar that we were using has started messing up and we were missing appointments because it wasn't it wasn't you know working with google calendar and people's things were you know were going and we were working with google docs and if you didn't have a google email address they weren't connecting and you know and so we're still there's always ongoing issues but i'm thinking we've actually got this pretty well together but it took hours and hours and hours and stress and frustration and headaches and throwing things across the room <laughs> you know in the beginning to try to to try to figure this all out and i have people if we're going to switch to talking about podcasts you know i have people who say well i don't want to fill out your forms i just want to do the podcast and i'm going if I don't know who you are, I can't do the podcast because I can't talk to you, you know, but they don't want to take the time to do the work that needs to be done to get the, the best resources out there. You know, so I think people not only need to realize that they need to do the work, put the skin in the game, but that when they do do it, it's gonna be rough at first, but then it's gonna mellow out and things are gonna be better in the long run. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And just knowing that there is a learning curve. I think so many people go into a thing going, well, I know this, if I, if I can do this, I can do this other thing and not realizing that things are different or systems are different or just something breaks. And there is a learning curve to what you're doing. Every new project you take on, if you've never done it before, there will be a learning curve. So if you think it's going to take you an hour, times that by three or by four. And it's okay. Learning is okay. And I think people just don't want to learn anymore. Yeah, it's just, uh, it makes them think they're back in school again, heaven forbid. I love school. <laughs> I will be learning and in school until the day I die because... I love learning new things, yeah, but people don't want to do that. We're have, my um, assistant and I were joking around yesterday because we've switched over to this new calendar and we're implementing it, putting information into it, trying to figure it out. And we spent the entire day yesterday working on it. And we were laughing about the fact that we're both geeks because we love doing this stuff. We love finding the new tools and, and it's like Christmas, you know, yeah. Unwrapping the presents under the Christmas trees when I get a new toy to play with. And, <laughs> you know, you know, doesn't matter that it, we had to take the whole day trying to figure this thing out. It was, it was fun doing it. So why we're talking about tools, we're talking about podcasts now, we're talking about telling the stories. This is all building to why do people like to do podcasts and why is it something that someone who's shy or someone who's an introvert can get into and it be a really good part of their business um all right there's a couple of things one you can do it anonymously there's a lot of podcasts out there there's one that's called swindled and it's created by the concerned 
citizen. Don't know who he is. It's a great podcast. No idea who he is. Um, so you can do it anonymously. So you can do it as a hobby. You can have like a hobby podcast that no one knows about. That's good. But for your business, what you can do is, for example, not everybody likes to write. The assumption is if you're an introvert, you like to write. No, not the case. So you used to get told that you had to have a blog to have to have content to keep the Google gods happy. Another way of keeping the Google gods happy is doing a podcast and then getting that transcribed and rewritten. And then you have it as a blog post. You don't have to write. And the other thing is people get their information from different places. Some people read, some people listen to podcasts, some people watch the news, some people on Facebook, some people are Twitter people, some people are, and so you can repurpose all of your content through all of these different channels. You can take a one long form um, blog post or one long form podcast episode and chop that up into different things and repurpose it. And that's less work because you're not, the problem is once you start creating content, you feel the need to keep going and more and this and that and the other, but take some really good solid pieces of content and chop them up into different things. It's amazing what you can do with like one thing. You can make a, a listicle, you can then have quotes, you can then have questions about it. You can invite people to answer what their thoughts are. There's so much you can do with like one big piece of content. And also because even though people listen to your podcast, some people, I, I definitely have people who have listened to my podcast or um, things that I've done on video, but then wanted the book, like the in, have it in your hand sort of things that can highlight it or give it away as gifts. Um, just because someone has seen your work in one place doesn't mean they won't be able to see it in other places. It's okay. And just because you think that you've put your, you've put your blog post up and you assume that everyone's going to go to the blog post. Some people might find it by accident. Some people might not find it. You can read. Yeah. There's so much you can do with that. But as an introvert, the thing with podcasting is you have a lot of control over the amount of time it takes. You have a control over the creative process. You can make it as long or short as you like. It's a great way if you want to grow your, your network, even if you don't want to start a podcast yourself, just being a guest on somebody else's podcast is something that you can do. And because you're talking one-on-one -on -one and not one to a group, it can make it easier. You can start off with a friend who has a podcast and then go on to somebody else. Um, it's a way of growing your network and that will help you get visibility and people will know about you and your name and your brand. And so people will come to you naturally for that. You can use it as an extension of maybe you've got an online course that you're doing or uh, some people don't know if you're a coach, for example, and someone's like, so what kind of a coach are you? Like, how do you sound? Listen to my podcast. <laughs> Very easy and stops the one-on-one the -on -one, like explanation time that you might not want to do. It stops those discovery calls. It's like, okay, if you don't like the way I talk here, then you, I'm not going to be the right coach for you. If you need like unicorns and bunnies, I'm not that unicorn and bunny coach. Um, the other thing I would say, pigs. <laughs> exactly. I'm pigs. And also because it gives you time to recharge, you can batch your content or you can batch your interviews. So um, for example, I've got this whole month right now where I'm at home. And so I'm doing interviews like yours, but I've also got the summit that I'm doing and I'm also recording for a book, but I'm getting it all done in one junk and then I'll be on a break for a bit. Um, as long as you have a system, as we're big on systems, systems and workflows, and make sure your podcast fits into your life, not the other way around. Because generally people get excited about podcasts they dive right in and then they come up against all these roadblocks, life happens and they get overwhelmed and, 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 and sink without a trace. So backwards engineer it. Think how much time you actually have 
and then make your podcast fit into it. If you have time for an interview podcast, great. If you don't, then don't. <laughs> you can do a mixture. You can do individual. You can read a book. You can, there's so much you can do with a podcast and be so creative with it. Some people definitely use it as a creative outlet for their business. So they might have a, I don't want to say a stuffy business, but their business might be a lawyer, for example. But they can use their podcast to show, well, hey, I can be a lawyer for creatives. Look at this creative thing that I did. And this is how you would lawyer up to do X, Y, or Z. Yeah, I'm going to stop now. I feel like I rambled for a bit. <laughs> what does business success look like to you? What does business success feel like to you? What stands between you and that feeling? Business success is all about momentum. Mega, the monthly entrepreneur growth academy, will help you focus on the right things and start building that momentum. The Mega Group is a network of dedicated professionals. They provide focused training and excellent support as only a personal advisory group can. Learn tips, strategies, and valuable insights to unleash your productivity. Isn't it time to stop spinning your wheels? Go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com and join the Mega Group today. Hey, you ready to go shopping? Sure. Just let me go to the backyard and pick some $20 bills off the money tree. Oh, grab a few for me. A money tree? Hey, you ready to go shopping? I can't afford it. Really? How's your business coming along? Good, but sales could be better. And with all the expenses. You should join the Fast Track. Fast Track? It's the Fast Track Your Cash program. It gives you just the right momentum you need to boost your personal business. The Fast Track Your Cash program is professionally designed to target customers specifically tailored to your business, increasing your revenue. It can happen faster than you think. Feel more empowered with your own unique steps to give you back your time while making your business grow fast. Visit us right now at businesssuccessunlimited.com. Businesssuccessunlimited.com. Fast track your cash. I'm joining today. Radio and podcast shows are the fastest growing media of the decade. The better the sound, the better the impact you will have with your listeners. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm a producer editor for radio and podcasts. If you have your own podcast, I can help with editing, improved audio quality, your own theme music, and intros and outros. Would you like a commercial for your small business? Connect with me for a sound approach to your podcasts and commercials. My email is scott at worldwithinreach.com. Scott at worldwithinreach.com. Let's rejoin our host of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, Nancy Becker. There are a lot of different kinds of podcasts out there, um, and different topics and different things like that. Do you have any sense of interview versus a business just I'm here talking about SMART goals, or I'm here interviewing you about SMART goals. You know, are there, if someone's interested in starting a podcast, what's your recommendation for what they should do, how they should get started? 
if it's for your business, because we're going to do business ones, one of the main mistakes I've seen is people that for their podcast, they somehow have very different goals than from their business. So you need to think what your business wants to achieve in the next six months or year, and then see how your podcast can fit in with that. Um, I had a client, she's very much about connections and connecting people. And so she wanted her podcast to do that. But then she did the podcast, but didn't facilitate connections. And so it seemed very separate from her, her business. And so we had to talk about it. And so we came up with a strategy of ways to make the podcast help other people connect and do facilitation and that sort of a thing. With your goals for your podcast, it shouldn't be to have 80 listeners or to have 80,000 listeners or to have how many subscribers or whatever it should be, that, that sort of a thing. Numbers don't really mean that much with podcasting. There's sort of a standard of how to quantify that now. But just because it's been downloaded on someone's phone automatically doesn't mean they've listened to your episode. And it should be more about the engagement or the information that you're giving out. So some people's goals are definitely more like, I would like to get a speaking engagement because someone heard me on a podcast. Or I would like to educate my clients. Or I would like someone to email me and tell me how wonderful my, my but I helped them in some way, shape or form. I, it, most of the time, your goals for your podcast are not necessarily... I'm going to get X amount of money from it. It's more how will it increase my brand visibility and what will that, what, what does that do for my clients or my prospective clients or my ex clients? Um, and you need to think about it in a slightly different way. And most people are very, very, very much data driven as far as like their podcast is concerned. Like, Oh, well, I, and also because advertising is data driven to a point which doesn't make sense because there's no actual standardized metrics, but that's another conversation. Um, which is why like my podcast wasn't about getting advertisers or sponsors. It was just doing a thing. If your business is in X, see what you can talk about in your podcast that is adjacent or what people might need to know before they hire your services. That's also a good thing to think about. Or frequently ask questions that your clients have and answering those in your podcast. Or if you want to learn about certain things, for example, if you're a wedding planner, you might then interview photographers and event planners and um, caterers or whatever it might be. Think about those things that are adjacent to your business. That will help grow your network and that will in turn help your business. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm getting ready to head down to Florida to the podcast, podcast movement. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to that. And my husband and I were sitting, it's a 50-page agenda for this darn thing <laughs> with all the different events and everything that are going on. And we were saying, let's try to get an idea of where we're going and what we're going to do throughout the whole week so that we are overwhelmed when we get there. And I am at the point right now with my podcast where I want to try to, in one way or another, monetize it. You know, when you're in business, you, and that's one of the things that my goal is for my podcast is not only to share information, but to bring my business into it. And um, do been doing a lot of reading about advertisements and how to, you know, and whether... And everybody under the sun saying, oh, you can't monetize a podcast. That doesn't work. It's not going to happen. And almost every single one of the events that I'm planning on going to is all about advertising and monetizing your podcast. So I'm going, all right, we're going to see about this. <laughs> 
I think but, it depends on what people think is monetization, direct or indirect. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I have right now, and, and what I'm doing right now is I'm allowing, um, and I hate the term like-minded, but I don't really know what other term, you know, to use that, and I don't want to use tribe, and I don't, you know, I don't want all of those jargony things, but I want people who have some of the same goals and some of the same business um, ideas to be able to share their businesses with my listeners. And so my producer right now has, he breaks up these segments, he breaks up with a 30 second intro from this person and a 30 second intro from this person over here. And I also break up each interview with something that's going on in my business, telling people about this new program that's coming up in September, telling people about my mastermind, telling people about. So while I'm not getting money coming in to the podcast, the podcast is allowing me to get money coming in. Yes. You know, so there are so many ways. And in fact, my, my husband and I are, are getting ready to start a second podcast, which I'm just doing for fun. Because something that nobody knows about us is that when we were living back in Virginia, we were private investigators and bounty hunters. <laughs> and he now is the head of security at a very large relatively local retail store, very similar to um, Walmart. I think it's in five states. And he's head of security and asset protection for his store. And he'll come home at night and he'll say, you can't believe, you know, this woman yesterday was 70 years old, was riding on one of the scooters, and he was chasing her out of the store on her scooter. <laughs> He got hit in the face the other day by th somebody throwing cookie dough. <laughs> you know, the long tubes of cookie dough and you just cut them and put them in and then bake them. Somebody had one of these big, long rolls of cookie dough and he was trying to catch them and the guy threw back over, over his head through this thing of cookie dough and they're ducking, trying to keep away from them. You know, so we're just going to talk about all the stupid things that people do, <laughs> you know, and it's just gonna be for fun because people are always asking us, well, who did you catch today? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, you know, you can do these for fun. You can do this for entertainment. You can do them for anything that you want to. Tell us exactly what it is that you do and what type of clients you're looking for. Um, basically, I help introverts launch their podcast with minimum overwhelm. And I'm extremely good at systems and workflows. Uh, ideal client, any introvert that's looking to launch their podcast and is overwhelmed by all the information out there and just wants a path, a plan to go get it done and to be consistent. Consistent meaning every day? 
Oh, I, that's painful to me. Uh, some, some people are into that and that's what they do and kudos to them. I know personally, I could not. Um, consistent can be whatever you want it to be every month, every week, every other month, every season, every time Game of Thrones is on. Well, whatever works for you. Yeah, I, I think I, I would agree with you for the most part. I think that from a business perspective, you need to be a little more often. Once a month might work, you know. I think if you do it once every six months, people are going to forget about you. <laughs> and they're not going to know what's going on. And they might just say, whatever. <laughs> You know, but um, I, I think consistency really is the phrase and you need to define for yourself what is consistency, but that's where the tools and the processes come in. You know, yep. if, you, if you can get those tools and processes set up, you are my third interview today. Yeah, I've done two others already, and, and I will have one more this evening. So I could not for the life of me do that every single day if I tried. I just couldn't do it. But I have one day a week where I try to cram in as many interviews as I can, and then my producer goes through and cleans them up and puts everything in, and my assistant then schedules them for when they're going out on the different and I don't have to worry about it but they're consistently getting done yeah you know and I think that takes some of the I mean I'm getting overwhelmed with doing four a day <laughs> now who am I talking to <laughs> yeah yeah you know, but um I think and and we talked about this early on in the conversation people get crazy overhearing the words processes and strategies and all of that and they go I don't want to have to do that I just want to do my thing but you know if you don't do those things you're really gonna screw up in the long run and, and you're gonna have problems so how does someone because I know everybody under the sun is starting a podcast Sure. Oh, oh, I want to do a podcast. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm going to get going on it. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. Someone wants to start a podcast. They think you're the perfect person to help them get started. What do they do? They just go to thecareerintrovert.com. That's it. That's all you need to do. Go on there. Click make an appointment. Done deal. Um, and I'm basically the career introvert on Instagram, Facebook, or all, 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 all those cool social media things. Um, and then you book an appointment and we talk about what your goals are, what you think you need to do and see if it's a good fit. Because sometimes it's not. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it's not a good fit. From either standpoint, <laughs> there are some times when I go, oh, heavens no, I'm not taking that on. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. And other people say, oh, heavens no, she's not the right person for me. So. Yeah, and that's fair. As long as you, you know, if you're looking for a way to grow your brand and grow your business without feeling stressed about it and you hate writing, podcasting is the way to go. Yeah, I love it. And you're right. I take my podcasts and I 
and I repurpose them in my, I don't call it a newsletter, I call it a tip sheet, but every week somebody gets one tip and I'll usually pull something out from a podcast that we've been talking about and I'll write a little bit about that and give them you know, some of the tip to go on. And then I should, if you want to hear more, you know, about creating this podcast, listen to, you know, Janice's, you know, talk on Don't Wait Till Bigs Fly, you know, those kinds of things. And then I also write blogs from them. A tip for me, something that I'm looking for and have several different ones that I've used and not real happy with I used to, in my, in my other business that I've had for years and years and years, I was an administrative management company, and we did all sorts of administrative management, and part of that was transcription. It was a pain, <laughs> but we got really good at it, but now there's all these tools out there where you can have, you know, AI transcribed for you. What do you suggest using? Uh, so, because my podcast is a solo podcast and it's just me ranting for five minutes, I use Rev. Um, I have used Trint in the past. Rev seems to be fairly good. It doesn't need too much tweaking. But in all honesty, nothing's better than an actual human being doing it when I do summits, like something like this, but multiple of them. I actually get a human to do it. I find it works out better. AI is great cost-wise. And I know um, a lot of people use Otter AI because it's free. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, depending on what you're talking about, the, the quality, and if people are talking over each other, having to go back in and do all the corrections and everything else, the amount of time that takes alone, you could have just paid like a human to do it. Yeah, yeah. Except I used to charge $75 an hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But now I, I use Temi. And that's pretty good, but it's gotten a little screwy lately. So I've heard about Otter and, you know, if, if you're going to do AI, that may be something like that may be the way to go to just get started. But I agree. It's wonderful. They have things, you know, transcribed so you can go back and look. I'm working with um, a woman in a different project that is legally blind and I have problems with my wrist and it's very, very difficult for me to sit and write and get everything out. So she was absolutely adamant. She did not want to have a conversation over Zoom because she wanted it on the telephone. She wanted to just talk. She didn't want. And so we finally figured out that she could call in on the phone. I could still have Zoom and I could have it recorded. So now I can go back, I can have that transcribed, and now I know how to help her write her business plan because all of those words she just sort of vomited out, you know, I've got a copy of, and there's no way I could have written them all down as she was was talking about it. So that makes a lot of sense, and I think being able to take those podcasts and repurpose them in other ways is really a great way to go. So, time any, any last thoughts that you want to share? Don't overcomplicate it. Um, a lot of people get sidetracked with that. I must have the right mic. I must have the headphones. I must have the software. I must edit it myself. 
Um, people get very precious about their podcast and forget that unless you have practice editing, again, it's a learning curve. And do you have that time to, to do it? A lot of people say, well, I want to learn it to make sure that my editor is doing, like, is not ripping me off. I get that. Um, so have a, a sandbox episode. Have an episode where you, you, you record, you play with it. It's not going to go out to the public. It's just for you to learn stuff and learn your process. And then after that, if you, it's wise to get rid of the editing because the editing is the thing that takes up, apart from the social media promotion stuff, takes up the most time. And if you don't know how to do it, it's kind of a brain drain as well. And then you get tired of hearing your own voice and then you don't want to do it. And uh, the emotional investment that goes into editing and every, the psychological stuff that goes with it. Yeah. If you can pass that off to somebody else who has a more objective view, it's better. Yeah. I got as far as downloading audacity and I went, now nah, I'm giving it to my producer. <laughs> I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. But a lot of people, um, they, they don't. Okay. Here's the thing. People don't budget for a podcast. Um, for some reason they, they think that uh, they want to earn money from it, but they don't put a budget towards it. And you need it for your, your hosting and you need it for to get your logo and you need it for it, whatever it might be. You do need it. Even if it's a tiny budget, you still need some sort of a budget. And so make sure you budget for your podcast and what you can afford and time wise. And so you'll find most of your money will probably go on something like um, your, your editor, for example, or your producer in your case. Um, so just bear that in mind when you're thinking about a podcast that yes, you do have to invest in it if you want to reap the returns. Absolutely. Cause nobody's going to listen to a really poor show. You know, lots of static, lots of telephones ringing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All those kinds of things, you know, Hey, what you hear here is real guy. <laughs> That's why a lot of people are now using Anchor because Anchor is free and you record on your phone and you can edit and do all those, those good things. So there, there is a possibility there. And Anchor have recently sort of like changed the terms and conditions because there was a whole kerfuffle about that. So there are options. It just depends what you want to do and how you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. My new, time. Yeah, my husband's and my podcast um, is going to be on Anchor because it, the, the one, this one we do on Podbean and crazily enough, I pay like $15 a month to have a higher level podcast on Podbean. But if I want to do two, it goes to $150 a month. And I'm going, why don't I just use a separate email address and have two separate? I mean, this makes no sense. So you have to also actually do your research and figure out what the heck you're doing. And for right now, I said... This other one's just for fun. We're just goofing around. I'm not paying for it. I'm not paying 150 bucks for it. So, <laughs> you know, so we'll do anchor. But anyway, I want to thank you. This has been so much fun. It's been interesting. We got so far off track with everything. <laughs> it was just really, really great. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. And everybody, you know that you can come on every Thursday evening to flyingpigs.podbean.com to listen to our show. And every week we have wonderful speakers who have fantastic tips and strategies and ideas that are all meant to help you grow your business and soar higher.
So until next time, share this, download this, think about what's being said, apply it to your own business. And until next time, guys, take care, be productive, and soar higher. Take care, y'all. Bye. That's our show for today. We'd like to extend special thanks to our great guest, our sponsors, and our wonderful listeners. Today's show was produced by Scott Card. To find more of Nancy's podcasts and our sponsors, go to don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Don't wait till pigs fly.com.